RSL trade Aaron Herrera to Montreal and get three first-round picks in the Super Draft. Meanwhile, no new DP rumors. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Here at the Riot. This is Josh. And this is Dax. And this is our first episode in a little bit. I feel like with the World Cup, it was kind of just like a little crazy. And then also, you know, now it's the the holidays and and whatnot. But um, it's been a second. But we are back because when RSL does some things we are there to report on it we didn't do much but we did do something (laughs) i i mean it's not our roster got smaller (laughs) (laughs) it got smaller and then it got bigger although i guess you could argue that the super draft picks may not see first team playing time i'll be surprised if any of them even sign first team contracts really yeah, okay, maybe okay. Elijah, maybe. Well, um, spoilers, because RSL made some super draft picks in the super draft. Um, and, I mean, I guess I guess we'll just start with that. Um, no, do the, do the trade first, because it has implications for the draft. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, so, um, backtracking, we'll talk about the super drafts in a second. <laughs> Um, so, RSL has lost someone very near and dear to our hearts. Um, yes. Aaron Herrera, wait, yeah, so Aaron Herrera, um, it signed, he got traded to, uh, Montreal, um, which Montreal, good team, made it to the semi- the Eastern Conference Finals, um, last MLS Cup. Um, but he got traded to Montreal for, I believe it was 500000 in general allocation money and Montreal's first round pick in the Super Draft. And an international slot. And an international slot. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, personally, I think that's kind of low, um, because transfer market had Aaron Herrera valued at around two million. So I think we could have gotten more for him. What do you think? Do you think we could have gotten more for him? Yeah, I think so. I thought the price tag would be closer to one million than. Then all this stuff. Half a million, yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it would be like around the eight hundred thousand. Well, that's range. what we're paying him, right? We were paying him like eight hundred thousand a year. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So there's there's a lot at play here. I'm. I think that like, ultimately, it was a good move, because we have three starting quality, wingbacks. And Herrera was the one that we could get the highest 
highest return. upside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have Brody and Oviedo, which that's a, those are good starting um, players. But yeah, I mean, I I thought the price was low too, but the international slot typically is valued at between one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand. I think. Okay. So it was really closer to like a seven hundred thousand dollar return. And then um, with the first which round is better. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. And then um and then the other big thing is that he was one of our highest paid players. So that frees so, up salary. Yeah, exactly. And you could ask the question like what we were getting out of Herrera was that the best use of our you know third highest paid player to have it be our right back and uh i think the 11 assist season 2021 it was and then he obviously had a down year i still think he's a good player but we were paying him a lot Mm -hmm. of money so i don't know but uh definitely sad to see him go because he was a homegrown like he's been with rsl forever yeah i mean he's he's been there since the beginning um and i mean i really liked him as a player didn't your brother get a a herrera jersey i think he did actually like last year that's embarrassing (laughs) no this this year (laughs) (laughs) what a year what a year to, to get a herrera jersey um but yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of sad to see him go. And this brings up another like problem. I I do understand that we had like three starting quality wingbacks, but now we have, you know, little to no depth at wingback. Um I mean, we got rid of Tate Schmidt, although he wasn't playing much wingback anyways. Um yeah, I don't really know who could play wing back. I mean, that's what Jasper Loffelson played in college. Um, I know that's they... interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Maybe they will put him there. It could occasionally. Be. I mean, the dude can play anywhere. We were playing him as a as a striker, like a lone number nine up top in the yeah the playoff. Game. I've heard. I've heard Hidalgo can play that position. So yeah, I guess yeah, Hidalgo. But I mean, now we're taking now we're just taking from wings, and I thought we were all already thin at the, at the wing position. Yeah, because I think uh, it also depends on because everyone keeps talking about Zach Farnsworth that he's that's... a really talented player and he plays left back. Okay. And so maybe they think that this year he's ready to play a bigger role with the first team. You know, or if, play a role with the first team, I guess I should say. If that's what they want to do and it works out, they, they go for it. I'm I'm ready to see it. I just remember him being on the injury list almost the entire season last season. <laughs> he's been on the injury list for like 2 years. Oh, 2 years? <laughs> this is gonna be turn into another Jordan Allen situation. Maybe, or it could work out. But oh, let's hope it works out. But yeah, so lots mean, of question marks there for sure. I 
I, w I've, I was saying this back when we were just playing. We just had... Well, b even back when we let go of Donnie Toya, do you remember that when, when we didn't extend his contract? I yeah. was like, who's going to play wingback? What's going to happen? And then I'm pretty sure Aaron Herrera got injured, and it, we had to change formations to play a three in the back and have more of like a defensive, like withdrawn right. wingbacks. Um, and then we got Oviedo, and I was like, finally, some depth at wingback, and then we just got rid of Herrera again. So... Obviously, Pablo does not care about what I have to say um, about <laughs> wingback. Well, I don't know if he had too much of a say. That's in also this, true. But, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, to be honest, though, and I think we said this at the end of the season, out of all our players, he was probably the the player that we would be okay without that we could get the highest return for mm -hmm. like the other players that we would be getting a bit, a better return for are like players that we can't replace. Yeah. Justin glad Crylock, like the, the most important pieces to this team and Herrera was really good and important. But Brody can fill that. I mean, that's his natural position, right? Yeah, right back. So, uh, yeah, like Brody will be at right back and Oviedo will be at left back. I yeah. think that would be our first choice 11 going into the next season. Well, I'm, sure. I am going to say I did like seeing all three of them on the field at the same time. That was, I think that worked out very well when it did work out, when, you know, one of them yeah. wasn't injured but yes we can we can but you're... go ahead yeah sorry. we sorry no we can <laughs> we can uh we'll be okay with just two of them yeah but uh i, I was gonna say oviedo with his age doubtful that he'll be able to play every game Every game for 90 minutes, yeah. So it'd be really exactly. useful if we had. <laughs> right. So we back. will need we'll need someone to step into those depth positions. And mm -hmm. I, I would be happy if it was Farnsworth. Sure. I would love to give a young, um, homegrown product some chances with the first team. That would be great. But we just we don't know if that will happen. Mm -hmm. That's not a done deal. Maybe they'll give him a ton of chances and maybe we'll go out and sign a left back i don't know or right back who knows and speaking of jasper lothelson um if he does end up getting forced out of the midfield with you know crylock coming back and let's say rsl decides to exercise the buy option for brian ojeda um that could be a place that he also slots in as well um, I don't, we've never played him as no, a wing. Not back, for RSL. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Well, that he, I mean, he's played it before. So, um, that, that I might. Think, I think we may have one game played him as a right midfielder in a four, four, two, maybe. So I guess that, yeah, that makes sense. But, uh. 
But I yeah. mean, the midfield is getting a little crowded. So, mm -hmm. but that's a guess a good problem. Anyways, um, yeah. So there, you, there you go. Now we have our intro into the super draft. We traded up for a first round pick. Yes. <laughs> so, RSL comes into the super draft with three first round picks. Um. Yeah. So we had one. Uh -huh. Just initially. Just initially. And then we got one from the Herrera trade. And then we tr gave Atlanta 175000 of, I'm assuming, our Herrera money to yeah, trade Yeah, it was up and general allocation pick. money, I believe. Yeah, and I was really surprised by this because uh, historically, RSL hasn't had a ton of success in the Super Draft and also yeah. hasn't been super active, I guess. The biggest success we've had is Lafelson. Mm -hmm. And that was just recent. And um, past him, like, you want to know the the most prominent player we got in the Super Draft? I, after I, would, like, I would like to know. You're going to love this. Devin Sandoval. Devin Sandoval. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad we traded Aaron Herrera to possibly get another Devin Sandoval. <laughs> right? That sounds so, amazing. So, yeah, it was surprising, but obviously, like, we liked what we saw enough to trade away a lot of assets to get two additional first-round picks. Mm -hmm. So, um, maybe... Maybe we are onto something, or maybe the Lawfulson thing happened, and everyone was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! Let's just keep doing this." And and this is got great. a little too excited, <laughs> but uh, um, the, we'll the, see. The interesting thing with Lawfulson is that, like, I think it would be like it sort of just like happened to him. I don't think anyone. If when they drafted him, I don't think anyone was like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be a starting center midfielder." Yeah, like it, a lot of things had to have, like Krylock had to be injured. We had to go through a couple of like formation changes for the coaching staff to finally realize, "Hey, we can play this kid as a center midfielder." Um, and you know, he he was the best option at that point. Um, and now with people coming back, you know, he might not be the go-to guy anymore so it's interesting that they decided to go all in on that um yeah but i guess so three first round picks for rsl um it looks like all three were attacking players yep <laughs> so forwards or wingers which i was like okay that's fine but i also saw that and thought oh no are we not gonna go sign a an attacking player is is this our attacking signings the fans are like we want you to sign a forward rso goes out and you know picks three forwards like here are you happy <laughs> and they're like no that's not what we meant yeah maybe um, that maybe that isn't the case <laughs> i mean hopefully i really hope that they actually sign someone but i mean outlook if i were a magic eight ball i would say outlook not so good yeah because like is there even a transfer window before the season starts 
I think it's open right now. Oh, it's now. open right now? Yeah. Because I know Seattle just signed someone from New York City FC. Ooh, so did. But, did you hear about the LAFC signing? Oh, yeah. Like the 20-year-old Croatian? Whatever. <laughs> Don't care. That Someone, like, listed out their attacking options, and I was like, shoot, dude, like... Yeah. They're stacked. Anyways, so the first pick, he was picked seventh. And they, yeah, there's this 175,000 in general allocation from Atlanta United. So this was that pick. Um, RSL acquired Elijah Paul. That starts with an I. I hope I'm saying that name right. But that's. Yeah. From, from Washington, University of Washington. Yeah, and he put up crazy numbers for them. It was something like uh, seven goals and four assists in eleven appearances. Oh, and look at this—he will—he will qualify as a homegrown because he uh, was in the U sixteen, U seventeen RSL. So I'm not sure if he will. Oh, where where are you seeing that? On RSL soapbox. Hmm. Yeah, I. So I was gonna talk about that. Some people think he will, hmm. but other people have said that he won't hmm. because he wasn't there for a full twelve months. So there's there is some debate. Obviously, it would be great if he qualified mm-hmm. as a homegrown. I mean, does the, does it really matter? Like, you get there are salary benefits. Okay. Being a homegrown player. Um and I don't remember exactly what they are. I can look them up if if we need it's, to. But. Uh, yeah, it's it's I think it's fine. So we we would like him to be a homegrown, but it's not clear if he will be. Or he won't be. I don't know. Could yeah. be a homegrown. He will be Generation Adidas though. What does Generation Adidas mean? Good question. I had to look this up as well. So it's just like this weird... I MLS loves to do their little initiatives. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where um, players coming through the Super Draft essentially for their first contract or whatever, Yeah, it doesn't count towards the team's senior roster for for all some right. reason so okay. all all that means is that uh if he signs a first team contract his salary will not affect our salary cap okay so it's like i mean i guess that's good yeah it's kind of a, a discount i guess sweet um I think that I'm understanding that correctly. It's quite annoying. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> I tried to do research on it. In fact, actually, I think I took a screenshot. And you're like, too hard I to did. understand. Let me, this is directly from MLSsoccer.com. Generation Adidas is a joint program, blah, 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 to developing, yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, it says, until the end of the guaranteed term of his contract up to three years, Generation Adidas players are on a club supplemental roster. All right, then. So they... And all that means it only has implications for salary reasons, so. Well. Yeah. I mean... Hopefully I we sign just him. Confused you. No, I mean, hope. I mean, I think I understand, but I hopefully we sign him to a, a first team contract so that actually has merit. Yeah, and it, that was the other thing that I was confused about. I was trying to look up um, whether we are required to sign them to first team contracts mm-hmm. and like what the what the length of time is mm-hmm. um, for that to happen and. From what other people have told me, basically, players selected in the Super Draft who have not signed an MLS contract uh, are protected for a certain while, but if they are unsigned by, like, the first regular season game, then they're placed on a waivers list and then anyone can go after them. Well, I think, I mean, I would have presumed that, (laughs) you know, if they were getting picked, they'd be signed to a contract. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing. I think that most of these kids we've signed will play for the monarchs. Yeah. First. I would be surprised if any of them are playing for the first team next season. But I think that's enough to to keep them from going on the waivers list if they're playing for the Monarchs. Well, we would so, hope so. And, well, I guess if, yeah. if um, signing them to first team contracts doesn't affect the salary cap, then why wouldn't you sign them to first team contracts? Well, they still they're still on the supplemental roster, so they still go to one of the thirty players you can have on a roster. Oh. So makes sense, makes sense. You're still capped at the number of players you can have, but we could just spend more money on other players. Well so if they were part of the roster. They also freed up a whole bunch of spots on the supplemental roster though. Like they got rid rid of Tate Schmidt, uh, Chris Garcia. Although I think at the end he was just on loan. Um, yeah. So who knows? You're they, right. Yeah. And there's a chance that, like, especially the top three, the all the ones that went in the first round, there's a chance that they play for us this yeah this year. But I don't know. Loffelson was an anomaly. I, I don't think that's typically the route yeah. that uh, super draft picks take. So, well, speaking of Loffelson, this is a good segue into the second RSL first round pick. Um, this uh, this guy was picked sixteenth. Uh, his name is Burton Jackson, but it's not spelled how you would think. Because he's from France. 
Um, Jackson. 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 And the 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 reason this is a good segue is because he also played at Pittsburgh, which is where Jasper Loffelson played. So maybe they know each other. They were teammates. Oh, they okay. Well, that's that settles it. They did yeah. know each other. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And this says that some people have referred to him as the mini Mbappe. I mean, Uh-oh. he he kind of looks like Mbappe, but I'm assuming it's mostly because he's from France. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's good. But um, he will, it looks like he will take up an international spot. Mm-hmm. Question mark. But he's yeah, also sure. part of the Adidas generation Adidas thing. Yeah. Yeah, so the international slots are another thing that uh that we'll touch on after we get through all the draft players, but All right. Uh roster building in MLS is a mess. It's a mess. Um Okay, yeah, let's 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 hurry and get through these then so we yeah. can talk about that. Um, and then the third one, and this was Montreal's. So Burton Jackson was um, RSL's pick, like originally. The first one they got from uh, Atlanta. The second, then now this one, the third one is the one they got from Montreal. Um, and this uh, dude is named Emika Anelli from Cornell University. University of Corn. No, it's Cornell University. Um. Now, uh, all of these guys, all these first round picks, are attacking players. We already mentioned that. Um. But yeah, and then they also signed two uh, players. I'm assuming in the second and third round, respectively. Yeah. Forty. 45th would be second i yeah. think um and this uh first guy is uh am fernie sinclair and then the last player they signed was moses mensa yep don't know where they, and, where uh, they came from but am sinclair is from syracuse okay and moses mensa was from campbell university Mm. Um, Sinclair is a midfielder and Mensa is a defender. Sweet. Um, and from what I heard, those two dropped so far because they will both take up international roster slots. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. So, so now that we've gone through all of that, we, we need to talk about the international spots. So in 2022, we had eight players on international roster Mm -hmm. like designated as international players um each mls team started with eight but those spots are tradable as we know and i tried to look up how many we currently have and i couldn't find anything (laughs) so i know we have at least eight and then after the herrera deal nine but we could have more that we just weren't using do we do we have off the top of our head okay so what qualifies a player as an international player like they just have to be from a different country 
Um, good question. I think it's more complicated than that because I think uh, some of the previous international players, if they've been here long enough, they can apply for a green card and then they no longer take up an international slot. I think. So the the big the biggest question is why the heck did MLS decide to do that? Like doesn't do that, what the international thing? Yeah, doesn't that discourage bringing talent from abroad? Uh, I think it was put in place to encourage it. But you're right. It it feels like it discourages. How it does that do, uh, encourage it? Actually, it it may actually. I bet the purpose is to encourage teams to continue to build from within the U.S. Mm. I bet that's what it is. They they want teams to be able to bring in international players, but not just build an entire team of international players. Yeah, they want to focus that on would making the U.S. better at soccer. Yeah. Okay. But but basically, so we have at least nine slots, and Cordova's status is still up in the air. So as of right now, there are seven players that are taking up international slots. So there are two open, and one of those might go to Cordova. But the other one's completely wide open. Because, yeah, we're not sure if he is coming back or what. He posts very cryptic things on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I think he posted, like, a picture of, of like, the snow or something. He's like, buy Salt Lake or something like that. And, like, everyone's like, wait, like, are you leaving? Or, like, are you going on vacation? Like, what are you, what, <laughs> what's going yeah, on a lot, here? A lot of people are like, well, Cordova's gone. And I'm like... Well, he could maybe, just be going yeah. on vacation. He also posts... Yeah, he just always posts random stuff like that, and you have no clue what it means, so... Mm. So Cordova's a maybe. We'll put him down, down as a maybe for next season. Yes, uh, but the point is we have at least one slot wide open, which is a good sign That means for a DP number nine. <laughs> oh, you're not talking. You're not talking about the super draft. You're like, screw the super draft picks. We no. want it. We want a number nine. And that's another reason why I think that uh, all of the super draft picks that take up international roster slots, I would be very surprised if they sign first team contracts. Because if they don't, then that <clears throat> slot stays open. Watch, so watch us sign someone like. Daryl DK or something like that. That would be wild. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I'd actually like. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that something to keep an eye on. Um, if I had to guess, like I said, Elijah Paul and Emika Anelli are the two most likely to be signed because mm -hmm. they don't take up international slots. I think Burton Jack Jackson, however you say his name, he may be great, but I don't know if we're willing to spend our last international slot on him. Well, so it's also possible that we have more, right? Like we yes, have 10 or something is, like that. That's also possible. I don't, I don't think we're required to like, 
use up every single one every year. So yeah. like maybe we had international slots we weren't using last season. But I couldn't find information on that. I tried looking it yeah. up. So, but yeah, we, we'd most likely want to conserve that for ADP number nine. If mm -hmm. that is indeed still the plan. Yeah. Because and we don't and we know. We should have salary cap space because Herrera's Herrera is not on our books yep. anymore. So like on the one hand, it's it's setting up and it looks like we are preparing to make a big signing. And then on the other hand, we drafted three attacking mm -hmm. players. So I don't know what to think, but And we've also been saying this for a while like, oh, it looks like RSL's gearing up to sign a a designated player but it never actually materializes. Yeah. Who was it that we were looking for? The six? Quayar? Oh, Quayar, yeah. yeah. There were... Which I think we were actually pursuing him, but yeah. he didn't want to come here. But, I mean, we haven't heard any rumors. The only no. rumors that we have heard was that one guy from the Greek League. Yeah, and that was like a month ago at this point, and we haven't yeah. heard anything since. Oh my goodness. At one point there were rumors that Anderson Julio was going back to That's what where... that's what I I I literally just remembered that and I was about to say that. Yeah, but like I don't think that rumor had any weight whatsoever. Yeah. But like it's just funny because all the other MLS teams have like credible rumors about big big moves. Yeah. And then RSL keeps getting like the only RSL news this week is uh, a Twitter account with 10 followers saying that uh, Anderson Julio is going to leave Real Salt Lake. And I'm like, what? And Sergio <laughs> Are you sure about that? Sergio Cordova's cryptic tweets. Yeah. So. Um, ah, fun stuff. But yes, I very much hope that... I, I don't think that these players are, you know, like a solution to the problems that RSL has been facing. I think that they, you know, still need some, someone else. I mean, because... Yeah, these are development pieces. They're, mm -hmm. I don't think anyone expects them to be contributing right away. Yeah. No. So we're still on the lookout for a signing. Um, it seems like any every single MLS team at this point has made some sort of signing, um, and RSL has not, um, which is a little yeah. frustrating when you know that there are missing pieces. Um, By the way, that reminds me. Did you see that uh, Ronaldo signed for some Saudi club? I did. I did see that. So yeah. And uh, and supposedly Sporting KC was very close to signing him. Ronaldo? Yes. No way. Yes, it said it said that his agents met with KC multiple times, and that their deal was very similar to what uh, the Saudi team offered. So and I'm like, how could it have been similar? The only way is if they were like, we will give you literally fifty percent of sporting kc please come play for us i've and like they were willing to do that <laughs> but uh, uh i mean okay like what could you imagine ronaldo leaving 
the Premier League and then going to Kansas City. <laughs> no. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo's just chilling in Kansas City. Like, come on, man. That's why I thought it was funny. There's no way. It wasn't New York. It wasn't uh-huh. Miami. And it wasn't California. And so I was like, really? But the reports say they were pretty close to getting him. I bet his, his agents were just like, we're going to let these guys think that they're close to signing them, and then we're just going to back out. Because, like, Saudi Arabia isn't, like, a great place. Either. Like, it's it's really hot. Like, but at least they've got tons of money, and there are some beaches and what i don't know where he's gonna be living where his club is but like they have beaches there ain't nothing in kansas like absolutely nothing hey i've been there i actually liked kansas well like do you think it's a a place for like you know for a, a guy like him with that much money yeah no. okay yeah. <laughs> no he wouldn't have stuff to do so i mean yeah that's that's interesting. Um, I don't know because I heard that um, PSG, like ver- they got a verbal commitment from Messi for at least another year. But then I also heard some rumors that Inter Miami were confident that uh, Messi was going to take their offer. So, yeah, the they Inter Miami said that after. PSG said they had the verbal commitment. So yeah, it's like hmm. try and figure out who is telling the truth and who uh, is out of touch with reality. See, that's I what... can tell you who I think <laughs> is out of touch, but uh... PSG is like, sweet, we signed Messi, and then and her mind, like, hold on, now. like our our no, deal no, no. is pretty sweet. We're feeling good about our <laughs> offer. We're feeling real good about it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty incredible, though, if he wins the World Cup and then goes to uh, Inter-Miami. And then Ronaldo should come, too, and then we can have a rematch. If Messi comes, maybe Ronaldo will, just to get the rivalry alive again. I kind of think Ronaldo's over that. And I'm, I'm saying this based off of nothing but, like, what I think. I feel like he's over that. I don't think he is. Oh, okay. I think he's always... He... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, we settled the GOAT debate, right? Yes. Messi's the GOAT? Agreed. Undisputed? 100%. Yeah. I mean, Ronaldo... Also, Pele died. Yeah. Speaking of the GOAT. He had, to see, he had to see his mantle taken up by someone else. That's my theory. Yeah. You got to see that World Cup. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, well. Well, anyways, back to RSL. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that pretty much covers the news, right? Uh, Jeff Dusnup is oh. the, the last thing. Yes, we will. Let's mention that. It, he retired? Yeah, that's what I've heard. He didn't, like, release an official statement. From what I heard, so Dusnup was one of our, like, youth keepers. He played a lot for the Monarchs. It's him and Gavin Beavers. Mm. And some people were high on him. I think I've heard more about Gavin Beavers than him, but, like, he was still 
supposed to be a good a good player but then supposedly on his bands he's in a band i guess oh supposedly on his band's tiktok he announced that he was leaving soccer altogether or something oh so he's like a young kid yeah and oh. from what i heard the club was like trying to get in touch with his agents to be like so is he really like not playing soccer anymore and they haven't heard anything officially <laughs> they're just like oh yeah he's done like... but i think i'm pretty sure it sounds like he is not going to be playing soccer anymore so gavin beavers is now the future of the rsl goalkeeper future i mean it, uh, yeah what point think, that was david ochoa and look how yeah we, we used to have those three three really great prospects and then now we're down to one <laughs> so yeah okay well that is uh interesting um yeah, but but that's fine you do you jeff go yeah. play in a band and i hope you're successful man me too i never actually watched you play a game because <laughs> you only played for the monarchs but i was still happy every time i heard your name Hey, if I if I was if my if I had a band and it was successful enough to like actually make money, I would I'd quit my job and do that. Yeah, like, I don't know anything no about his band either, so maybe they're really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to let let's go to a concert in honor of his retiring. Yeah, I'll fly down for that. <laughs> for a Jeff Dusna band concert. All right. <laughs> um, but yes. That is everything. All right. That's all we have. Well, that's all of the RSL news since we we'll last back recorded. In, we'll be <laughs> back in two months. We'll be back probably in, in time for the start of the season. We, maybe <laughs> there might not be anything else that happens. Um, <laughs> if we sign a DP, we will record an episode. How about that? Yeah, the offseason is just kind of weird just because, I mean, it's, well, I guess just for RSL fans because – you know not very many rumors but yeah yes. i feel like any other team we could be like talking about all of the rumors but for mm -hmm. us it's just crickets so yeah. if so, there's no nothing to talk about we're not gonna just record so. yeah we will we will we'll try see. and record <laughs> along with the news during the off season i think that's what we decided so yep all right well that's Till it. next time. Yep, that's it for this time. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.